Welcome to My Leap of Faith podcast. I'm going to take you on my journey from living a life that felt completely inauthentic and unfulfilling to discovering myself through the help of healers, crystals, psychedelics, and learning to trust my own intuition. I'm continuing to let go and leap every day in search of what I'm really here to do, and I want to bring you along for the ride. Today I'm going to talk to you about something that I've been studying for a while now and wasn't ready to share it because it's super complicated, but finally feel that at least I can share a portion of it. So when I started my spiritual journey, I and I have already shared this with you, I found a system called Human Design, which if you haven't listened to that episode, it's number five, and I think it's just called Human Design. So around the same time, about a year ago, I was brought to my attention there was another system that was built off of human design called Gene Keys, and it's spelled G-E-N-E-K-E-Y-S, so Gene Keys. And of course, I bought the book, and I it's the same similar situation where you can go online and get your... Um, your uh, profile. So I did that. I got the book and I started reading all of the the gene keys that were in my profile and soon became very overwhelmed and kind of forgot about the book. But like human design, I knew that this this teachings were super important and that eventually I would have to come back to it because I knew that it was something that I needed to really spend time with and understand. Um, and then about five months ago, I learned that the Gene Keys were doing a four-month program into the first um, activation sequence on the Golden Path, which the first activation sequence is the deep dive into genius, which is the journey into the purpose of your life. And it's learning how to ground on the physical plane and discovering your genius. So I decided to sign up for it because, again, I, it was, I was overwhelmed because originally when you download your profile, you'll see there are 11 different spheres, which are your gene key profile. And when you go into it and, and tie, correlate them to the book numbers and read all about that particular gene key, it's like, it's just overwhelming. And I was going through all 11 of them and trying to make sense of it, and it didn't make sense. So like I said, I signed up for this course. And what I learned I want to share with you, because I think that this um, technology is super important. Um, I look at human design as a way to understand your energy and to understand how you take in other people's energy, how you give off energy, and what your kind of gifts are in, in terms of your channels and your gates. Uh, but the Gene Keys goes into way more detail on those gates, and they basically, <clears throat> I look at them as a deeper dive into the gates of your human design. And what I mean by that is that in each of these 
gene keys or gates as human design would call them, you're going so deep into each of the shadows, uh, the gift and the city, which is the enlightened state of each of these aspects of your profile. So I knew that it was super important for me to understand it. It's just, I didn't know how to grasp it. And I now can see that I was going about it definitely in the wrong way. So I, I'm doing this episode to help you guys navigate how to approach the Gene Keys and then um, hopefully help you guys understand how to activate your own sequence and how to use these teachings as a way to under understand yourself in a better way. In this podcast, we're going to discuss the first sequence, which is the activation sequence, which is grounding on the physical plane. But I do want you to know that there are a total of three sequences that you can go through. And the second one is called the Venus sequence, which is navigating the emotional realm. And then the third sequence is the Pearl sequence, which is clarifying vision on the mental plane. So I want to have this podcast just focus on the first sequence so that we don't get overwhelmed and that this is digestible and easy to follow so that you guys can really get out of this what I think is intended and not overwhelm you with all three sequences at once. Before we go any further though, I'm going to have you guys stop and go to genekeys.com and at the top of the page, there are tabs, and you want to click on the one that says free profile. And in there, you're going to enter your birth date, your time, and location. And that will help pull up your um, halogenic profile. So once you have that, you'll see that it looks like all of 11 spheres in this kind of crazy design that you're going to be like, oh my goodness. <laughs> so the ones that we're going to focus on in the activation sequence, which is the grounding on the physical plane, are the green spheres. So that would be life's work, evolution, radiance, and purpose. The activation sequence is the simplest of the three sequences sequences that comprise the golden path. It serves a powerful purpose in orientating you physically into your body, into the center of your inner world. It is a celebration of the beauty and the dignity of your aloneness. As you contemplate the gene keys of your four prime gifts and their inner dynamics, you engage the activation sequence within you, which lays the foundation for a breakthrough in your life. And as you continue working with the gene keys through the other sequences, these breakthroughs will be ongoing. For this reason, the activation sequence sets the foundation for your journey of transformation. The Gene Keys Golden Path is about bringing a higher harmony back into our lives. It is about being natural. It is about seeing life through the water eye, that part of us that can always sense and follow the path of least resistance in life. The final goal of the Golden Path is to bring you to a state known as individuation. Individuation refers to a process whereby the many different aspects of your life, 
your dreams, your relationships, your health, your finances, your spirituality are brought together into an integrated harmony. An individuated human being is a person whose inner life is in exact harmony with their outer life. In such a person, everything has become simplified. The power of your aloneness is the front of your strength, but it in no way isolates you from your community. On the contrary, your aloneness serves to strengthen your bonds within your community. In an individuated being, many emotional states are naturally processed and transmuted internally, causing far less friction, confusion, and energy loss in the environment. This also brings far more ease and simplicity into all of your relationships. The more individuated you become, the more energy efficient you become. At the same time, individuation does not mean you will become more spiritual. It retains full involvement of our passions and those difficult states we often refer to as our shadows. The difference between an individuated human being and a conditioned human being is that the former lives in a state of self-forgiveness. Individuation should be understood as different from any so-called spiritual state. It is not the same as enlightenment or realization. Rather, it is a prerequisite for such states. Individuation speaks of an inner maturity in which the hunger in which sorry, in which the hungry search for spiritual truth has set down inside us, bringing our whole system into a profound sense of balance and ease. When we come into a state of individuation, our spirituality has become internalized. We are naturally inclined to speak less about our insight and to maintain appropriate boundaries around ourselves emotionally and, and psychologically. At the same time, we find that the ordinary world around us is welcoming and fruitful and we meet it with a refreshing sense of openness. The individuated human being rarely separates him or herself from the marketplace, but is content to move among the world as an ordinary person. Individuation is a powerful and hum humbling place to arrive at in your life. It may not appear exciting to the externally hungry mind, but it conveys the secret weight of the patience and calm that you have anchored deep into your DNA. To be individuated is to court the subtle and invisible, and at the same time, it is to shine out with the light of your humanity. To tread the golden path through the gene keys is a grand adventure. It, it, is, it is an ancient adventure clothed, clothed in contemporary form. While its potential is life-changing, much depends upon you, the voyager. You are invited to bring your full imaginative self into the process, and it is your journey into your life. And the more honest and aware you can be with yourself, the more profound your self-illumination will become. The Gene Keys was channeled by a man named Richard Rudd, who was on a deep spiritual journey of his own and studied under Ra Uruhu, who invented human design and channeled human design. Richard Rudd is said to have contemplated human design at a deep level and 
really focused on the incarnation cross, which is when you look at your human design chart, it's your conscious sun and earth and your um, unconscious sun and earth. And he really wanted to understand what those two aspects in human design meant on a deeper level. And through that, he had channeling of his own that happened and henceforth created gene keys. Um, so essentially, he wanted to understand what those two, or sorry, four coordinates meant for us on a deeper level. And in the gene keys, they become your form four prime gifts, which are, as I said before, the life's work, evolution, radiance, and purpose. Your prime gifts are the seeds of your potential transformation. They may seem to be words on a page, but when the light of your contemplation is constantly shined upon them, they actually affect you. They begin to reprogram the way you see yourself, the way you sit within your body, and the way you respond to life. Your activation sequence represents the beginning of a voyage into the living matrix of the gene keys. It is the practical means of unlocking the higher purpose hidden in your DNA. These four prime gifts are the pillars of your genius. So as you contemplate them, you should understand that they encode the living fabric of your destiny. Until you truly understand each one of these four gene keys, your life's work, your evolution, your radiance, and your purpose, then some part of your destiny will still remain dormant. And the main thing that happened in the course that I took is that we spent a month on each of these spheres. So one month on life's work, one month on evolution, one month on radiance, and one month on purpose. And by contemplating them, he means that it's a mixture of meditation and concentration. So a contemplation is the reason we spend a month on each sphere is that in the, in the case of mine, my life's work is five, which is the shadow of impatience, the gift of patience, and the city of timelessness. And as, as when you get this book, you'll see when you go to your, the, the gene key of your life's work, there's like a, I don't know, like a five page, uh, explanation of that particular one gene key. And it's digesting the information, but then letting it sit with you and letting it like marinate and watching yourself as your life goes on, you know, things will come up. And, in, and for me, people have always said that I was impatient and I didn't see it. You know, I did not see it. And yet I would be frustrated with things. And it's funny that when I saw this was my life's work, how how right on it was, you know, my whole life was about like finding that, um, the right fit for me or finding the thing that was going to make me feel whole. And what I realized is that it's only through the patience and where I am now of letting it unfold in its natural state without me having to control what happens in my life, just being along for the ride that patience 
brings in the city, which is the the transcendence of this, which is timelessness. And I can truly say that in my life right now, I don't believe that I've completely gotten to the city, but I definitely am in the gift, which is patience. I'm allowing my life to unfold now in terms of energy and frequency and on the timeline that it's meant to. I don't have impatience about what does this all mean? Where is it all going? Is this a career path for me? Is this just a hobby? All of that is under impatience. Patience for me is the the thing that lets me give it up to source, you know, hand it over to, to a bigger energy than myself and saying, I'm here and I'm open for the ride. I'm here for what is meant to be. So that's an example of contemplating what your life's work will be. And it's something that doesn't just happen in one reading. You know, that's why we spent a month on each of these. It's because these are things that unfold throughout your life even. I I don't imagine that the Gene Keys is a book that you just read and then you move on from. It's, It's like a a manual for your life and your shadow work for the rest of your life because this this um, life's work of impatience for me will continually come up and the the difference is that now that I'm aware of it I then use what I know now to observe the impatience and to see like okay here it is it's it's uh, another lesson for me to get through and to see if I can contemplate it as I'm going through it versus allowing the shadow of impatience to rule how I react to things so this book is something like a, a manual for your own soul and going back to and each in contemplating them really each time that a situation comes up but the the point of spending so much time with each sphere and each gene key is that it becomes ingrained in in you to know that it actually just for example the other day I was driving and my friend was in the car and some we were in the Costco parking lot and someone was backing up but he was going super slow so I decided oh I can just go around him you know keep driving and 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 sure enough I did and I fit through and all was fine (laughs) but my friend was like you're a terrible driver and I was like I know I know I am and and it it made me realize that even in driving why didn't I have the patience to allow that person to back up because even though they were going slow, where was I going in such a rush? Really nowhere. So that that's an example of when I should have <laughs> looked at this part of my gene keys and said, I know my reaction is to want to move past it. But that's not where I'm supposed to be. I'm supposed to be contemplating patience. And it's through this this book and these works that it's brought awareness to that part of me where before I would have been like, oh, I don't have time for this and I wouldn't have looked deeper into it. So that's for me, my life's work and I can see it always comes up because it's definitely something that is prevalent in me. Now, before we move on, I wanna talk more about what does it mean 
these shadow gift and cities. So the shadow frequency is the frequency band relating to all human suffering. The shadow frequency band emerges from an ancient wiring in the human brain. Such wiring is based on individual survival and is linked directly to fear. The unconscious presence of fear in our system continues to enhance our belief that we are separate from the world around us. This deep-seated belief propagates a victim mentality. Since the moment we believe we are separate, we feel vulnerable and at the mercy of outside forces. When we live in, at the shadow frequency band, then we live within a culture of blame and shame. We blame those forces and people that we believe are outside of us, and we feel shame when we believe when we believe we alone are responsible for our lives. Once you begin to understand how the shadow frequency controls the majority of people in the world, including yourself, you realize how simple it is to move out of its grasp. Simply by shifting your attitude, you release the creative currents hidden within the shadow frequencies and your life takes on a higher purpose. Your very suffering becomes the source of your salvation. Thus begins your journey away from those internal patterns and traits that keep you believing you are the victim and towards an inherent genius and love that is your true nature. The gift frequency ban relating to human genius and open-heartedness. As your awareness enters more fully into the shadow frequencies, it unlocks latent energy held within your DNA. This energy is released through your physical, astral, and mental bodies as light. Physically, this can lead to changes in your body chemistry and increased vitality. Emotionally, it can lead to uplifting feelings, joyousness, and a pervading sense of optimism. Mentally, it can lead to insights and great creativity. Gift frequency is a process of gradual revelation as your true higher nature, the city, is unveiled. There are many states and stages within the gift frequency band and it represents the quantum field where the forces of involution and evolution come together. One of the hallmarks of the gift frequency is the ability to take full responsibility for one's own karma. That is one's thoughts, feelings, words, and actions. At this level of frequency, one no longer identifies as a victim of any perceived external stimulus. The city frequency. The frequency ban relating to full embodiment and spiritual realization. The very concept of frequency and levels paradoxically dissolve when the truth is realized as a city. The word city, S-I-D-D-H-I, is from the Sanskrit meaning divine gift. The Siddic state only comes about when all vestiges of the shadow, particularly at a collective level, have been transformed into light. As you enter the state of absorption, this alchemical transformation begins to accelerate until finally all falls silent and you enter the state of embodiment at the sixth initiation. There are 64 cities and each one refers to a different expression of divine realization. 
Even though the realization is the same in each case, its expression will differ and can even appear contradictory. The cities spoken of in the gene keys synthesis are not to be confused with the way they are understood in certain other mystical tra traditions. The 64 cities are not obstacles on the path to realization, but are the very expression and fruition of realization. Once you've gone to genekeys.com and downloaded your free profile, you will see that the life's work sphere is at the top center of your diagram. Then you will see a line going from the life's work down to the evolution, and that is the pathway of challenge. Our journey begins right away with the confrontation. In the Gene Keys, the central premise is that every shadow contains a gift. So we must begin by looking into the nature of the shadows within us in order to get to the hidden gifts inside. This is your challenge. It is a challenge that rings out inside every human being. Our lives are made or broken upon the back of this primal archetypal challenge. When you come to the jinkies, you must be prepared for a certain level of inner discomfort. Because to look into your shadow and to become more aware of them in your daily life is what this work is all about. In looking at your challenge, you must look deeply into the dynamic between the two jinkies that straddle this pathway. They are the two spheres of life's work and your evolution. These spheres are considered programming partners. We are all here to evolve. It is written into the story of the DNA that it, it must evolve in order to survive. And it must evolve even further in order to thrive. The two gene keys of your life's work and your evolution are a genetic pairing, as are the two gene keys of your radiance and your purpose. Of the three sequences of gene keys that make up the golden path, the activation sequence is unique in this respect. It consists of two pairs of opposites. In the language of gene keys, they are known as programming partners. Your hologenic profile is calculated from the time and place of your birth, and in particular from the position of the sun when you were born. And opposite the sun, we find the earth, the place from which we look up into the heavens to locate our place in the space-time continuum. It is this polarity that we come into the world with, and they are known as life's work and your evolution. Your life's work is dictated symbolically by the sun, the yang force of energy, and your evolution is dictated symbolically by the earth, your yin force of matter, whereas your life's work is the expression of what you do. Your evolution is the turbine that drives what you do. The earthbound sphere of your evolution tugging against that solar fire of your life's work is what sets up the basic tension that writes the script of your life. The moment your awareness of the shadow pattern unlocks these codes, an awakening event occurs as the stored tension of these oppositions is released inside of you. And this is why the very first pathway of the golden path is called the pathway of challenge. You have to dive right into the heart of that tension and release it at its core. We begin by contemplating the gene key that represents your life's work. 
Your life's work is the tip of the iceberg of your entire profile. It is where your deeper purpose meets the outside world. There are many forms of work. Your outer work is one thing. What you are here to do in life, that is your career, your job, or your daily role. This gene key is a good indicator of what you may be best suited to do in the world. However, the gene keys are not literal. Rather, they give you a frame of a storyline, and it is you who must fit this into an external role in your life. When you look at the shadow of this gene key, you will see the pattern in your nature that prevents you from finding the kind of role that perfectly suits you. The shadow, the other kind of inner work, the shadow of your life's work really shows you a challenge that you will meet over and over again in your life until you have fully accepted it. This is your inner life's work. There are essentially three phases that accompany the transformation of our shadows. They are allow, accept, and embrace. First, you must begin to allow that this issue is in your life. You don't have to accept it right away. You may hate it, shy away from it, or be enraged by it, but you must begin simply by allowing it to be there. And it may not be there all the time. You will have to watch for it. Once you have allowed it, you are ready to accept it. And acceptance is a beautiful thing. Acceptance means that your inner work is really kicking in. You have summoned the courage to take responsibility for something inside of yourself. Acceptance sparks the fire of transformation. And as the fire reddens around you, the final phase comes into play, the embrace. You take a deep breath and you let the shadow in all the way. Only this totality allows a negative pattern to be fully transformed inside of you. It is you fully opening your heart to the challenge of your life. The gift. Every shadow contains a gift. And this process of transformation takes time. We should be clear about this. You don't just transform this challenge and then move on to the next part of your profile. This challenge is there all the way along the journey. It is your primary challenge. As you continue to explore the inner reaches of your halogenic profile, you will see how your embracing of this pathway of challenge opens up all the other doorways of your profile. And there are other deeper shadows lurking in there. But these in turn contain further gifts. Every time you recognize a negative pattern and embrace it, you unlock another gift. Ultimately, each gift is interrelated, just as each shadow is interrelated. Your ongoing contemplation will reveal this to you. As the gift comes out, so your life, life's work becomes clearer. Your inner work affects your outer work. And this is universal law. The city represents the divine essence of your work in the world. As you contemplate the shadow of your life's work, it is a good idea to counterbalance it by holding the city in mind and heart. You need to really consider the city and locate it in as an essence inside yourself. It is what you are here to do. It is the essence of your biography. When your journey of contemplation brings you to the end of this golden path, you will return once more to the same gene key, 
but in another completely different octave. You need to hold this city in your heart throughout the journey, and by the end, if you are fortunate, it may have revealed itself to you in some form. You will have noticed that your gene keys and each sphere have a number and then dot another number. So my life's work is 5.2. And the point two are the one of the six lines that are part of the gene key pro, uh, profile. So if each gene key were a melody, then each line is like a key in which that melody can be played. In your hologenic profile, you will have a whole string of gene keys that relate to aspects of your consciousness. And each gene key comes with a specific line activation. A major part of your contemplation practice will be to unlock the inner meaning of your gene key and its line. To that, to, in the context of this position within the overall sequence, your golden path holds a potent storyline for the unfolding of your consciousness, and the six lines provide an important part of your inner narrative. Their meanings are as follow. Line one is the creator. The first line of each gene key really expresses the inner essence of the archetype that it contains. We humans are here to be creative. Our life's work is essentially a creative work in process. When we finish our life's work and return to the void, someone else steps into the in to continue our work, whatever it may be. And so the chain of creative evolution continues. If you have the first line as your life's work, then you are here to create something new. It has to be your idea. It has to be something that emerges from deep inside of you. You can ride on the shoulders of other creators who have come before you, but still your version must be original. When you apply this line to your life's work, Gene Key, you need to consider that Gene Key at a very deep level. Your contemplation must take you right to the bottom of the well. There is a great depth in wanting to find expression in the world. You may need a lot of courage and patience to find and express yourself fully in your work. Whatever you do, it must be this vital creative element within it. Otherwise, you will never be able to feel fulfilled in your life. Line two, the dancer. Every second line carries a strong feeling of fluidity in it. Whereas the first line is about digging down deep to unearth the, cre the creative fruits, the second line is all about self-expression. At its best, the second line is also unselfconscious, like the dancer who becomes lost in the joy of the dance. If you have a second line in your life's work, then you will have to find out the gifts in life that come to you naturally and easily. Early on in our lives, it often becomes clear at school, for example, which subjects we are best at. Although we often end up being drawn down different paths, you need to do the things that you are best at, the things you love, the things you can do without even thinking about. The archetype of the dancer refers to the inherent natural gift that emanates from you. When you trust in this gift, it just flows out of you with a beautiful, natural, unstudied air. 
When you contemplate the jinki of your life's work, think about the thing you do with the most grace and ease. This will give you a clue as to where your life's work lies for you. Line three, the changer. Unlike the second line that follows a clear inner flow out into the world, the third line is far less predictable. All third lines have change at their heart. They do not often manifest the kind of stability that the other lines have. This means that the lives of those with third lines are often very colorful or, when viewed from the shadow, chaotic. If you have a third line for your life's work, your great challenge is to learn to let go of what your mind thinks is normal. Your archetype is the changer, which means that you will learn your gifts from life. You may have many different experiences and different roles with different people coming in and out of your life. And if you can let go and enjoy this kind of exciting narrative, then you will lead a very rich life. If, however, you compare your life to others who may seem more stable, you may end up harboring all manner of self-judgments that will undermine your true gifts. When you contemplate the gene key of your life's work, you need to imagine it in its most dynamic, changing, adaptable form, and that will bring you closer to the essence of your life's work. Line four, the server. Of all of the six lines, the fourth line has the capacity to be the most focused. When you apply this line to the gene key of your life's work, it can create a very powerful, influential gift. If you have the fourth line as your life's work, it colors the corresponding gene key with an incredible capacity for conviction. You have an innate ability to influence other people. Depending on your attitude, this can either push people away or draw them towards you. The realm of the fourth line is people, so it is important that you learn to listen to others. Whatever your life's work gene key, its healthiest expression is through service. For you, service can mean many things. It can, for instance, be about quality, refinement, and courtesy. Or it can be as obvious as being in the service profession. The server is an archetype that clearly involves the giving of your gifts for the sake of others. In other words, you are really in it because you love to see someone else smile. Line five, the fixer. There is a clear narrative flow through all the six lines. The first line discovers it. The second line expresses it. The third line experiments with it and adapts it. The fourth line spreads it. And then we come to the fifth line. The fifth line is pure practicality. It looks at the thing and decides whether it is going to really help the world or not. If it isn't, then the fifth line just looks away. But if there is a chance that the thing may really be of use, then the fifth line will claim ownership of it and make something really powerful of it. If you have the fifth line of your life's work, then you have the capacity to go far in the outer world. The archetype of the fixer is about creating greater efficiencies in the world. When you contemplate the gene key of your life's work, Think about how you could make a business out of this archetype. Think about how you could use that as a leader. 
It doesn't mean that you have to do that, but it allows your mind to function in a way natural nature intended. Your gifts, when well organized, are needed by many people. Of all of the six lines, you have perhaps the greatest capacity to be outwardly successful in the world through your gifts. Line six is the teacher. The sixth line stands apart from the other lines. In the sense, it lives according to different laws. It doesn't make any better or worse, as each line has its advantages. The question that beats at the heart of all six lines is why? The sixth line has a certain relationship to the first line, and it brings um, completion to the whole spectrum of wisdom contained within the gene keys. The first line holds the essence of the gene key, and the sixth line writes its autobiography. In other words, the sixth line has the capacity to be the wisest of all the lines, not the smartest, one, not the most attractive, two, not the most exciting, three, not the most approachable, four, not the most successful, five, but the one that simply sees further than the others. This is the archetype of the teacher. And as we have seen, this doesn't necessarily mean that if you have a six line in your, for your life's work, that you're destined to be a teacher. It means that you share the essential attributes of a really good teacher. You understand that people are all born with different gifts. And if you provide the right environment, then those gifts will always emerge on their own. If you have a sixth line for your gene key's life's work, then your contemplation of the gene key needs to be rooted in patience. In a way, you have to understand each of the approaches of the other five lines before you can answer the question why. The depth of this question means that your gifts may take a long time to fully emerge in life. You have to be able to look back on your life and then you will begin to see through the eyes of wisdom. Contemplation is therefore a very natural path for, your, for you in your life. It takes time, but in time, it always yields an answer. The next fear we come to on our profile is evolution. Perhaps you have an inkling of the meaning of your life's work from your initial contemplation. Perhaps it still seems a mystery to you. Either is fine. This process of understanding takes time. You can keep returning to the contemplation to the aspects of your profile that do not quite make sense to you. You can trust in the process of self-illumination. And as you continue to mull things over, sooner or later, you will attain clarity. We will now turn our lens to the next sphere along the golden path, the sphere of evolution. Your evolution, as we have seen, is in opposition to your life's work. Together, these two spheres and their gene keys encapsulate the primary challenge of your life. Look deeply into the gene key of your evolution. It will very likely represent an uncomfortable place for you. My sphere of evolution is 35.2. The shadow is hunger. The gift is adventure. And the city is boundlessness. In my contemplation of these, hunger for me represents the need to know, 
the need to feel, the need to belong, the need to understand, the need for control, really. And when we look at the gift, it changes the need into adventure, which is the being on the ride of someone, something else being in control. It's like, right to me, I imagine it like riding a roller coaster, knowing that you're on a the ride and you kind of can picture that it's going to be crazy, but you don't know like every twist and turn, but you've agreed to let go of the control to allow that to happen. And I feel in my life right now, I am embodying the gift. Um, I try to stay in that space. And I think through this process, we kind of oscillate between all three of them all the time. So I don't, I don't imagine that I'm always living in the gift. And then the next step for me is the city. I think that in terms of where I'm at, and where I'm trying to embody, I feel like I'm in the gift of this adventure. You know, this is probably, it's been about a, a year for me to be in this space. And prior to that, I can see that I was in the hunger realm of the shadow. And I would say that was most prevalent to me of just like feeling like the victim, really feeling like no one saw what I was really capable of and I didn't feel recognized for what I was capable of, right? And I, and I think that I used to blame others for that, but now I can fully embrace that I was a part of the equation and I don't feel like a victim anymore. I feel, although I'm not in control of anything, I feel like I'm not reliant on someone else dictating where I, how I value myself, which is where the hunger, I think, comes in. And the city of this gene key is boundlessness. Now, I think that, you know, there are moments of this, and I think that I do get there when, especially when there's like a new uh, gift that's uh, shown to me or through meditation, I can feel boundlessness. But I, I believe that, like I said, we're we're oscillating between all of these every day. And I believe that hunger still comes up for me. I just now am capable of seeing it for what it is and then deciding not to wallow in that space. The shadow. It is essential that you fully understand the shadow frequency of the gene key related to your evolution. Until you come to see it playing out in your life and begin the process of coming to terms with it, your activation sequence will remain dormant. There are several trigger points along the golden path, and your evolution is the first. If you don't understand the meaning of this shadow, or it doesn't seem to connect with you, then you may need to consider it again from another angle. Sometimes the word the words for the gene keys have more than one meaning. It is also one thing to intellectually grasp a pattern, but quite another to catch it in the, the present moment. Often these patterns emerge in the mirror of our relationships, and often they become a part of our behavior 
or they motivate our behavior. One thing is certain. The moment you you experience uncertainty or pain, the shadow will be close by. You can make that your first project. Wait until your next experience, you next experience a challenge. It can be inner or outer and then be vigilant for the shadow. Once you have encountered it, you will most likely know it very well. The gift. Treading the golden path may not be the easiest thing you attempt in life, but it is well worth the effort. Your first challenge is to understand your challenge. When you contemplate these two programming partners, your life's work and your evolution together, you may begin to see how entrenched is that challenge. However, your evolution is not about getting past this challenge because it is the discomfort that shows us that we are growing. The secret is to learn to appreciate your specific challenge in life, your gifts. That is your genius. Grow out of the compost of these shadow patterns and it is your awareness that transforms them. Take a good look at the gift of your evolution and you may see a quality that sets you apart from others. There are only 64 gene keys, so there will be many people with the same gene key for your evolution. But when you add in each of the nuances along the rest of your golden path, you will have begun to decipher the story of your destiny. The gift is what emerges as you change your whole attitude to life by not allowing yourself to behave as though you are a victim. In addition to this, your evolutionary gift grounds you in your physical body. It is a great leveler as it makes you feel an equal with every other human being. We all come into the world with a challenge. And our willingness to embrace that challenge determines the strength of our spirit. The city. It is important to consider these programming partners and the two gene keys of your life's work and your evolution as a single field of consciousness that dictates your genius. You can consider the shadow, the gifts, and the cities of all the programming partners like that. When you come to the city, this quality denotes the potential expression of your life as a fully realized, enlightened human being. In the Gene Keys, we hold an inner image of the city as a counter to our shadow. The cities are not a promise, and we also need to be careful of being caught up in the trap of hope. If you hope for these qualities, you are subtly playing into the game of being a victim. The city of your evolution is an essence inside you. It fuels the essence of what you are here to do in life. It is a special dispensation you were gifted with at birth, and at times in your life it will come to the fore. The deeper you accept the shadow patterns, the humbler you will feel on the inside because the cities arise out of the intense feelings of gratitude. They well up at key points in our life and the challenges we face can bring forth those precious moments when we glimpse the truth of what we are. The six lines of evolution. Line one, self and empowerment. In the sphere of life, one's life work, the first line is keynoted as the creator. 
in the sphere of evolution, this becomes all about empowerment of the self. Your activation sequence is about discovering your genius in life, regardless of which line you have activated. If you have the first line of evolution, then your primary challenge is always likely to be about how self-assured or inadequate you feel. As a creative type, you may sometimes feel you are your own worst enemy. Yours is a private path. That doesn't mean you cannot seek outside help and support, but it does suggest that the answers need to come from inside of you. The arc of your evolution depends upon you digging deeply into your own aloneness and finding sustenance in there. No one else can empower you or disempower you. You can only do these things for yourself. When you meet this challenge courageously, then your gifts will always empower others to find the same inner strength inside of them. This is something to contemplate along the gene key of your evolution. Line two, passion and relationships. Whereas the first line contains the secret essence of the gene key, the second line is all about expressing this essence. If the first line were a seed, then the second line would represent the sapling. The second line, therefore, has a very different set of challenges. This is about the uninhibited expression of energy as passion, and passion always catches the eye of others. When you contemplate the gene key of your evolution, imagine how you might express these qualities with passion. Imagine the shadow expressed through anger without realization of the consequences. This may well tell the story of some of your relationship difficulties in life. The second line always learns most intensely through relationship. The dilemma and the beauty of the second line as a life theme is that its nature is to be unselfconscious. At the gift and city frequency, this emerges gracefully and has enormous beneficial impact. But at the shadow frequency, it is disastrous. Negative energy expressed unselfconsciously, whether through actions or words, is always destructive. If you therefore have a second line theme in your life's work and evolution, your challenge is to listen to and observe the feedback from those closest to you. They always provide you a very clear mirror of the frequencies moving through you. Eventually, you will become so attuned to your environment that you will stop yourself before a negative pattern is even expressed. Then your true passion will emerge innocently and be met with the acceptance and gratitude. Line three, energy and experience. You may recall that the line three is all about change. When you are contemplating the third line, evolution, you need to look at this gene key as a journey. How will you spend this genetic inheritance you have been gifted? For you, life is all about the experience rather than the result. Whether an endeavor appears to succeed or fail, it's all about the journey and the experience that you have learned through it. Let's look at the 56 gene key with the shadow of distraction and the gift of enrichment as an example. 
If you were contemplating the first line theme here, it would be all about being distracted by inner issues inside oneself. For example, fears and or obsessions. If it were the second line, the distraction would be relationships. If it were the third line, it would be experiences. So you might be the kind of person who is drawn to one experience after another as a distraction from that which really enriches your spirit. When you finally let go of the idea that you are going to get something from all of those experiences, then you begin to realize that you have actually learned a great deal along the way. When you can use your experiences, good and bad, to enrich others, then this becomes your gift. When you apply the lines to the gene keys in this way, the story of your life often comes into new perspective. Line four, love and community. With a line four evolution, your life's great challenge is likely to be about finding a balance between being alone and being with others. How will you combine your need to be of service with your need to have space? At the shadow frequency, the fourth line has a tendency to simply go to one extreme or the other, and then either collapse from exhaustion or end up being cut off from others. With the fourth line, the theme is always love. The love of being with friends, the love of one's own own company. In a rich life, love flows freely between these two poles in a natural and easy rhythm. As the fourth line, you might like to view the gene key of your evolution as a quality designed to be shared with others. The more you share your gift, the more you feed yourself, and the more influential you become. The gift of the fourth line is to touch people's heart and bring them over to one's point of view, so long as it is the most most ethical point of view. Of all of the six signs, you are the one most equipped to convince others of the importance of a heart-based approach to any situation. In addition to this, your fourth line perspective is adapt at communication, which makes you a powerful force in any community or business. Line five, power and projection. The fifth line of evolution is all about projection and use of power. As the fifth line, you have a built-in X factor, a kind of mystique that emerges through your aura. This is not something that you can do anything about because it is uncultivated. Therefore, you have to be very aware of the profound effects you have on others. People will naturally be drawn to you no matter what you stand for. At the shadow frequency, this almost always ends in disappointment, both for you and others. Unless you are aware of the power, you are likely to be misinterpreted by others. So one of the most important things for you is to learn how and when to express yourself. When you are passionate about something, you can be captivating to others and they may harbor all kinds of hidden projections about you that have no foundation in reality. What this means is that the fifth line has to learn about personal and professional boundaries. When you express yourself with economy and clarity, you minimize the risk of misunderstanding. When considering the gene key, 
of your evolution, think about how easily others could misunderstand this great gift. Then you will be able to take full advantage of your fifth line projection field. Line six, education and surrender. The sixth line lives out a very rich narrative over the course of its life. Unlike any of the other lines, it moves through the whole story of the lines in a single lifetime. For the sixth line, there is so much to learn before one's dreams can come true. In addition, by the time you have matured enough in wisdom, your understanding of your own dreams will have changed. This is why surrender is one of the keynotes of the sixth line evolution. You will need to learn to trust in the fates. When you apply the sixth line theme to the gene key of your evolution, it may help to look at it as a maturing quality. The sixth line is all about the long-term view. This is why education is such an important part of your life. Through your own experience, you will learn that life knows best in the end, and it is this trust in life that you can eventually bring into the world as a role model. Education does not impose views, rather it draws out that which is already inside. This sixth line adds a quality to the gene keys that lends it a great kudos in the world. This is something deeper than success or influence in the world. It has more to do with the investment in a greater future for us all. In this sense, the sixth line is willing to sacrifice personal goals for the wider collective goal, and even one that will not mature until long after one's own lifetime. Okay, guys, since we're already an hour into this episode, I'm going to break up the activation sequence into two parts. So that being said, the first thing to do is to go to genekeys.com and download your free profile. I will leave the link in the show notes, and I will say that definitely get the book. You can get it in a paperback version, or you can get it as an ebook, which I downloaded that last night too, and it was only like $12. So it's not an expensive book. If you buy the actual book, it's pretty thick, and I think that's also worth it because you have them at your fingertips. And I'm always curious and looking up um, different gene key numbers because even though our uh, golden path has 11 specific gene keys, we all embody all of these gene keys. It's just that ones that are called out in our profile are specific to us, but you can read another gene key and be like, oh my God, I totally see that in myself because literally they all are in each of us. It's just, it's not your life's work. It's not your evolution. It's not your path to work on in this lifetime. So I recommend just getting the actual book um, and then start with your life's work. And like I said, in this course that I took, we contemplated each sphere for one month and it's something that you live with throughout your life. So it definitely isn't, uh, isn't a process to go through quickly because it, you won't understand it if you just go through and look at each, each sphere and go to the book and look up each one. It won't make any sense. It's only through the contemplation and really deep thinking about it and, and even meditating on it that you can see yourself in each one of your spheres. And that's how you have the breakthrough to the gifts. 
So I'm going to leave that at that point here. And then next week I'll do the, the remaining two spheres in um, the activation sequence, which is radiance and purpose. Um, I hope you guys are enjoying this. I know it's long. It's really a lot of information, but it, I think it really means so much. And like I said, I personally couldn't get through it on my own. It took me taking a course to really understand why it's important. And really it's the digging into your, your subconscious. Actually, I'm going to say this. (laughs) Richard Rudd called it the wound map. Instead of it being a shadow work, I I really like that he summed it up that way. We all have wounds, and if it's something that you're wanting to dig into and understand so that you can bring light to it, I feel like this is, it's a book of wound map maps. It's, it's there to help you really dig into those wounds that you don't even know you're consciously making. And once you can have light to each one of them, they don't control you anymore. And therefore they don't, you don't express yourself through through them anymore. So I hope that you guys are enjoying this and I really, really believe in it. And I think that it's something that helps each of us just get to a deeper side of ourselves.